Come on, let's put our hands together and bless the Lord. Come on, come on, we can, we can do it. Just think about all that the Lord has done for you. And it'll bring up a praise. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you don't know what the Lord has done for me. You, you don't know it. You, you don't understand. You couldn't make a, a story out of my story, but God's been good to me. Come on, if God's been good to you. You ought to lift up some praise. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Yeah, that's me. Look at your name and say, that's me. I am the redeemed of the Lord. The Lord has brought me. The Lord is keeping me. Come on and raise your hand. Look at your name and say, neighbor, this is what the blessed life looks like. Yeah, this is how the blessed life praises God. We show up to show out. We come to tell God, thank you. We dance when there's no music. We make up words for our own song. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Amen. All right, all right, all right. God, our Father, we thank you for this day. Certainly, God, we thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes opening our ears, opening our hearts, preparing our minds. We thank you, Lord, for the strength. We thank you, Lord, for the sustenance in life. We thank you, Lord, for being sovereign. Lord, we thank you that now we are in the sanctuary of our God. and We've come to hear again what you are saying to the church. And we know that we make up the church. And so, God, speak to us now. Give us clarity, understanding. And Lord, show us the more excellent way. And we promise, Lord, that when we have come out, we will not neglect our brothers, our sisters. We will indeed be living testimony. We will be light in dark places. We will remember. That as you have been unto me, Lord, so I shall also be unto others. The God in me is enough to share with everybody I meet along this way. Lord, now we just ask, as we so very often do, if you'll make our hearts ready. Please again, Lord, forgive us of our sins. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your grace. Hear our prayer from this humble place in Jesus' name. And then, Lord, we ask that you bless our preacher. Give him preaching power. Lord, let him speak with clarity. We need this gospel. So, Lord, help him to help us. Oh, God, we pray these prayers with full assurance that you not only hear, but you answer everyone. Give us this day. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, let's bless him one more time. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. God bless you. Uh, grab your Bibles, your smartphones, your tablets. Welcome our audience from the virtual world on Facebook and YouTube and other ministry opportunities. We're glad that you've come by with us today. Grab your Bible, too. Grab your tablets and your smartphones and your other instruments. And meet us in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Very familiar place we're going to reside for a little while today. And pray that it's going to help us on this Independence Celebration Weekend. Amen. Romans chapter 8. And I want to do something a little different today. I probably haven't done this in a long time, but I want to look at the King James Version of Romans 8 because it 
kind of helps us to leapfrog into the dialogue today. And I believe it will set the parameters for preaching in a more perfect way. In verse 31, I'm sure that Brother Anderson's probably got it on the audio screen by now, but video screen rather, and so you know where we are. Romans chapter 8 at verse 31 and verse 32. Amen. If Dr. Dixon was preaching, she'd be just about finished by now. So y'all bear with me. Amen. Good to see her and Reverend Morell with us on this morning. Amen. That way, if I get tired, they'll tag in. Amen. But in the words of James Cleveland, I don't feel no ways tired. So y'all just hold your horses. Amen. Romans 8 at verse 31 and 32. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. God bless you. You may be seated. Generally, I am of the bold sort when it comes to preaching, and I don't make preliminary excuses, and I'm really not going to do that now. But to be fair, I do want to give y'all a heads up. Amen. I am, uh, I, I'm just about as tired and frustrated as I can be. And I generally, I've been saying this for years, and I, I'll say it again today, Vicki, that I, I don't let my frustrations bleed over too much into preaching. But I'm going to let them run alongside one another here for a little while. Amen. And and I think I picked, uh, Brother Chairman, a good Sunday to do this. Uh, as we all are fully aware, it's Independence Celebration Weekend, uh, 4th of July, if you will. It's the 5th now, but uh, that has been the sentiment of the last few days. And so I, I thought, Brian, that I would kind of get in the fray a little bit. After the last two speeches I've heard from up yonder, I, I thought it was time for the valley to say something. And so I want to do my little bit today, and uh, anybody who get mad today, you can uh, get over it. But uh, as I've said before, Carolyn, in a joking manner, but I'm dead serious today, I'm preaching you not. And the doors are open and swing both ways. And if you logged on and you want to log out, that's fine. But, but I'm going to say what I want to say today. And uh, I took a good text, so that means it's preaching. Amen. I'm not a politician, don't want to be. But I believe that God has proven to us throughout history that we need to preach it. In fact, in this same letter... Uh, Paul writes, if you go over to chapter 10, you'll hear him ask the question, Melvin, how shall they hear without the preacher? Doesn't say how shall they hear without the governor, the president, the ambassador, if not Tony Fauci, but how shall they hear? If there is any relief, redemption, or restitution for a people, it will come from the mouth of God's preacher. That's what I kind of want to throw out a little bit today, and I'll be on my way. Uh, my grandson has already told me, Granddaddy, don't be gone too long. So I got to go home because I'm under order. Amen. But do me a favor, if you will, please, if you'll just smile under your mask, uh, at least acknowledge to your neighbor that you're talking to them right long through here. Uh, but look toward your neighbor and, and, and do them, do, give them that church point thing so they'll know it's you I'm talking to. And, and say, neighbor, the pastor is going to preach history, heritage, and hate. After all that, I'm still a conqueror. Amen. 
That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, since it keeps coming up from the presumptive leader of this nation, and it's all about history, heritage, but he won't talk about the hate. I'm convinced of God that it, it, it's, it's all of these things. We started out being snatched away by colonists. We've had to endure the hardships of the Confederacy. Then we've gone through the coronavirus. Then we started dealing with chokeholds. And now we're dealing with an incompetent idiot who's trying to, di who's trying to divide all of us first from our sanity and now from our Savior. If God is for us, is rhetorical, ridiculous, but it also requires some investigation. It would be well for all of us to recognize that the struggle we're in, we are not in it alone. I, I want to tell you now, I don't intend to trouble you long, but I want to tell you now that, that you are still a conqueror. Don't, don't fall for the misinformation campaign. You are not a thug because you fight for what you believe in. If anybody is a looter, it is those who are taken from us. All that belongs to us under the disguise of government leadership. It takes a lot of gall to stand on stolen land and preach divisiveness and hate and fear and to drive a people to a frenzy about hating your neighbor because his skin color is not like yours. If you were to do your history, you would discover that Jesus was a dark-skinned brother with matted hair like ours. Amen. And even if you will not respect his culture, you would have to understand that just being climatized, you can't live in a desert and keep lily-white skin. Say amen, somebody. And I'm struggling. I'm frustrated that the leadership of our nation would suggest to us that we must applaud and admire monuments that speak to us being low and less than. But the God I'm talking about, come on, help me somebody. The God who loves you wants to remind you that you're still a conqueror. After all you've been through, we still had Maya Angelou's and Frederick Douglass's and Martin King's. Come on, talk to me somebody. And Malcolm, we still had those who said, if God is for me, I can endure the midnights. I can endure Bull Durham's. I can endure George Wallace's. I can endure the KKK because God is for me. And I want to help you understand something. I'm going to tell you right now, don't you ever Give up your fight. There is no such thing as a fair fight. If you're going to bring me a fight, we're going to fight my way. Say amen, somebody. Ain't going to be no bell. Ain't going to be no rounds. But I'm going to tell you like we used to say when I grew up down in Duval County. You start it, I'll oblige you to finish it. This president is attempting at every opportunity to start a civil war in this nation, but the fear that will come to his door will not come at the hands of men. It will come at the retribution of God. God is not to be mocked. God is not to be made a fool of. When you are an evil king, God will bring you down. We're going to just hold our peace and let God fight our battle. Amen. Amen. And I, I'm, I'm wrestling, I'm frustrated, but I'm, I'm still required to stand flat-footed and preach at every opportunity. And I'll tell you now that, that, that Paul's letter to the Roman church has helped me. And 
I've been in this rather fierce and prolonged wrestling match for a few weeks now. And I, I made up my mind that, 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 that being passive and pastoral ain't working for me. It, it, it's time for me to, to fight a little bit because a conqueror has all of the inner workings to win this battle. Say amen, somebody. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to report to you now to my encouragement that I feel like I'm, I'm getting along rather well. Uh, I will, I will acknowledge to you, and, and I'll, I'll say this with all honesty, uh, uh, you, you will not find me uh, walking up down the street with my fist up. Because I need that energy in case I need to put my fist up. Amen. Um, I walk to the mailbox and I'm going back in the house. But, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying to all of us, what do we say to these things? Uh, we've got to have questions at a time like this. Uh, there is a, a mindset that if you're not careful, it'll mess you up. Because part of what this kind of strategy does, it subtly suggests to us that God ain't real. Questions go up as, where is God when George Floyd was choking out? Where was God when, when our brother Aubrey was out for a run? Where was God when people were slain and tortured? Our, our history is an ugly history. But, but please understand, you, you, you'd have to go back and read your Bible to find your comfort. Because the real question is, in history, how can small Egypt take over all of Israel? We have enslaved people throughout our history. So white America is not the first guilty party of enslaving a people. But don't get it twisted. God is still watching. Amen. I, 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 am, I, am, I, am, I am not uh, most comfortable that suggesting that God has instilled in us a certain resilience and a certain inner strength that he chose us for this assignment because he knew we could handle it. That, that might sound good in a therapy session, but, but I don't know about you, but if God asked me, to volunteer for this thing, I would have taken it. Amen. But I want us to understand, and I'll hurry here, that, that our, our prolonged, persistent, and petty engagement will indeed bring for us a greater glory. Amen. I, I'm convinced of God that, that a whole lot of us who have endured these midnights shall wear a crown. Amen. I really believe that the Apostle Paul's dilemma here and, and, and the engagement of which we've set upon in 2020. You know, Vicki, we were laughing back in 2019 when, when we were trying to find the themes and thoughts and the, the forbearance of what 2020, and everybody said that 2020 would be the year of enlightenment, the, the year of clarity. Well, I've learned that we ain't seeing it real good right now. Amen. But but the reality is, and I, I, I hurry. I don't I don't I don't have a whole lot on the paper. I I, I I found myself, Deacon Walker, in in the totality of the matter, saying to myself, "What shall we say?" I kept asking the question, "What, what is the answer? What, what will we tell this generation?" I, I've got an eight-year-old grandson, a six-year-old grandson, and and little people ask me questions. And they see on television what I see on television. When I was growing up, and, and, and those of us who are children of the 50s, late 50s and 60s, we, we didn't get to ask a lot of questions. Amen. And we all grew up under the, the, the admonition that children should be seen and not heard. And, and we didn't get to watch the news every afternoon because we probably did something bad and had a no TV clause invoked. Amen. Most of, listen, I'm, I'm hurrying here, Laura. Most of what we grew up with in the 60s, we really didn't even realize was going on. 
Amen. We, we, we were just trying to live. We, we didn't understand. If, if you didn't live in Mississippi and Alabama and, and certain parts of Georgia, you, you didn't know about Bull Durham's and George Wallace's and, and Klansmen that rode at night. If you lived in certain regions of this nation, you were somewhat isolated from it, insulated from it, and nobody told you about those things because they didn't want to scare the bejesus out of us. Most of us did not know about segregated washrooms and lunch counters because we didn't go to no lunch counters. And mom always said, go to the bathroom before you leave home. Amen. How much remember walking through J.C. Penney holding for all we could hold because we were told, wait till you get back home. Amen. But, but the reality here is that the dilemma of which Paul engages the dialogue is difficult to explain away in 2020. Can I, can I help us? This, this issue of, of, of finding clarity in all of this confusion is difficult. We're living in a society now when, when we thought that we shall overcome would have overcame by now. We have, we have marched and we've tried to be nice. We've always showed up rather than with a two by four, we had an olive branch. We sing those little songs that says, why can't we be friends? We sing, all we're saying is give peace a chance. And, and when we came uh, to offer something conciliatory, you turn the fire hose on us. When we came to say uh, that the Constitution applies to all of us, uh, you said you'd make an amendment that we could vote maybe. You, you, you told us that we were just one-sixth of what God made. And so we thumbed through our Bible and we couldn't find that. And so when we came to say to you that I am a man, you told us to go sit down somewhere. But God told us to look to the hills and our help would be coming. You, you tried to tell us that God relegated us to slavery by reading a verse or two that said, slaves obey your masters. But what you forgot is Paul said all of us are slaves to God. And maybe if you had acted more in your role that you were trying to get us to act in, we'd all be getting along a whole lot better now. Because Paul reminds us that God is for us. You tried to make us think that God didn't love us because we had nappy hair and dark skin. You, you told us that God didn't love us because we didn't have any money, but you put poverty on us. You stole the gold that came on the ship with us. You took us from the, y'all ain't talking to me. You took us from the place we call home to break, make us come and build you a home. But when we tried to get a home, you redlined us by zip codes and social security numbers and told us that we were niggas, not people. You tried to change our name. God called us the chosen and peculiar generation. You told us that we were bastards and whores and that our daughters weren't no good. Our men couldn't be trusted. But God said he made me in his image. And because God made me, God will make me. There will come a day when God's jurisprudence will give all of us the glory that we have so been entitled to. I'm still the head and not the tail. I'm still the lender and not the borrower. I am the chosen of God and what you say about me doesn't mean that's what I am. It's unrelenting. It is difficult for me to stay in my place. When the place you put me in ain't my place. I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset that um, this fight, this season of, of struggle is necessary. I'll, I'll hurry. There's not much on the paper. I, I think that we have all felt a sense of necessity. Nobody would have asked George Floyd's mother to birth a black boy that in the year of 2020, he would have to be the catalyst for a movement. 
They're even saying in their quiet rooms that uh, we've killed them before. Why are they so mad now? When you have the Aurora Police Department and its officers going out to the crime scene of this young boy, Elijah, and reenacting, there's something wrong with that. When the police department in Minneapolis, when their officers would rather resign than see one of their own face proper judgment for murder, there's something wrong with that. When the Atlanta Police Department officers would rather call in sick than serve, there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with a nation that is under the leadership of those who are proud of their heritage, but yet tell us to go sit down. We got heritage too. We built this country. Amen. We didn't ask to come here, but when we got here, we learned to make the best of what we were involved in so that we can make our own. We've never asked America to give us anything. All we've ever said was give us this day. All we've ever said was if you're going to write it, then you ought to hold up what you wrote because the reality is none of us are any better than any one of us. We were all created in the image and likeness of God, and the truth be known, we're all in this together. And that's where I got in trouble. Aaron, I'm leaving. Because I, I, I keep hearing folks say we're all in this together. But Sister McKenzie, Sister Scott, Sister Price, Laura, Lewis, and all you other educators, I'm going to say it like I want to say it. No, we ain't. No, we ain't. We ain't all in this together because you are constantly trying to remind us that we're not good enough, that we're not in this together because when, when you cut up the pie, all we get is crumbs. When you distribute wealth, your one percenters have a whole lot more to boast and brag about, and we're barely getting through. We're not all in this together. And I want all of us to understand that's why what, what Paul says is your lifeline. God is for us. Dark may be the night, but God is for us. And the old, the old psalm writer tells us that he's still our shepherd. I feel, I feel somewhat uh, uh, set apart. When, when I look at the struggle and how senseless it really is. I preached a sermon some years ago uh, related, Brian, to the Garden of Eden, and the title was, It Didn't Have to Be Like This. And, and I'm convinced that on July the 5th, after Tulsa and, and after the monument at Mount Rushmore, and yesterday on the lawn of the people's house, it don't have to be like this. We need a savior. And let me be clear, this is not Joe Biden's job. I'm going to just trust in the Lord. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that Paul is right when he says, and we know this. We know, watch this, he says, all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Come on, that's a free shout right there. <laughs> Listen to it one more time. Paul says, and we know. Now, here's how we know, Deacon Walker, because the Bible that we hold on to, the one that's been on grandma's table for generation after generation, the, the one that that old preacher who had limited education preached from, the same Bible that they, they, they took us to the cemetery with and married us from, the same Bible that blessed our little children and baptized them down by the creek, that same Bible tells us that we have the mind of Christ. 
That, that's why we know. We know because we're not, we're not simply educated by the public system. We're educated by the preordained system of God. Because God told us to read this. God said, in the day you hear my voice, don't get too hard-hearted. Don't get too frustrated. But keep trusting in the Lord. Keep believing that I've got a word for you. Keep believing that your light will shine again. Keep believing that down through 42 generations, I picked the best thing I had to offer. And I told you that I love you so much that I'll give my only begotten son. And all you got to do is believe in me. Don't believe in system. Don't believe in government. Don't believe in politicians. Put your hope and your trust and your faith and all you have. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him. Walk talking about him. Go to bed talking about him. Lift him up in your prayers. Lift him up in your song. Lift him up in your struggle. Be like Stephen. They may beat the hell out of you, but keep your eyes on God. Here it is. Here it is. He said, we know. We know. I, I'm, I'm not against the movement. Let me, let me be clear. I'm, I'm about done, Kenny Bryant. I'm, listen, I, black lives matter. All lives matter. Blue. You, you, can, you can say that. But let me tell you what I know. I know this. Listen, I'm telling you now, we, we've done that. We, we marched. We broke out windows. Let me, let me suggest something uh, to all of us who are of the radical mindset. Uh, 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 don't tear down what you see today because you might need it tomorrow. And what I mean by that is um, those are our stores. Those are our neighbors. They, they've been helping us. Don't, don't tear down where you live at. I mean, I'm not really suggesting that you go across the bridge. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a preacher. I can't say stuff like that. But after service in the parking lot, we can talk about some things. But listen, we, we got to stop being our own worst enemy. There really should be no such thing as black on black crime. That's enough of that. Come on, talk to me. Don't stop clapping. We got to stop taking each other out. We got limited reserves anyhow. But I, 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 I want us to understand. Paul says, you know, let, let, let me stay to the text so nobody can't say I wasn't preaching. Um, he, he said all things. All things. Uh, sometimes, says Scott, all things are ugly things. Um, they they have killed enough of us, but it's all things. Little Emmett Till, all he did was went to the store to get some candy. But that was all things. And then the little Trayvon with a bag of Skittles and a cool, refreshing drink, all things. Medgar Evers. All things. Those whose names we will never know. All things. When when they came to uh, Grandma and them house late at night and snatched Uncle Joe. All things. When when they did stuff and are now doing stuff. It's all things. When when we couldn't go to colleges and universities. But we fooled them and we started our own. Ask Sister Mary McLeod Bethune. Go to Fisk. Go, go, you know, see, they don't want to mention HBCUs. Like that's too hard to say. But we have educated some pretty darn smart people. Amen. You, 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 do, you, you do know that, that all money is the same money. But all things. Um, he, he said they're they going to work together. Now, Aaron, th th this is where the hard part comes, and, and I'll find my way out of here. I'm sweating. A little worm up here. 
that bad that climate control. Maybe in churches they just don't put air conditioning around the preacher so he can get miserable and go home. Y'all look comfortable out yonder. I'm, I got water running down my spine and my shoes is slickery. Amen. I, I, I think that the key component here, and, and here they are, Wanda, Vicki, you good preachers, there are two conditional non-compromises for conquerors to understand. And, and they're right there together. They work together for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. See, there's a shout again, and, and you missed it. Two conditional non-compromises for conquerors. It is all things working together to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Look at your neighbor, if you don't mind. I'm, I'm going to hurry now. And, and kind of, if you can ask him, don't take your mask off, but ask him, what's your assignment in Christ Jesus? Because I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned that all of us are not doing our part. I, I think that uh, as I wrestle with this, it, it's caused me, some some sleeplessness and some restlessness and and I, I may suggest Vicky that maybe I'm having some lapse in memory, but sometimes we don't see y'all. Sometimes we don't see us in these critical moments of this struggle. Again, I'm not suggesting you got to go out and march or anything like that, but I, I'm just curious as to what is the church going to do now. There is a season where we cannot be silent. There's a time now when we got to work and worship. Amen. And, and, and I know I'm not getting but two or three amens, and, and maybe some of y'all are gone already, and I'm preaching to a blank screen, but that's all right. But the text says it's about assignments. God has given all of us a role to play in this season. And I said this before and I'll say it again. That there, are, there are some things we just can't clap our way through. We, we can't keep saying, come on, get a Lord a hand clap of praise. There are some things that's going to require us to get our hands dirty. Some things going to put us on our knees before we can get back on our feet. There are some, y'all ain't talking to me. There are some things in times like this when you got to know what God is trying to get out of you. You, you got to understand God didn't bring us here just to sit around and look cute and put on white and, and put on little hats and, and put on little shoes and, 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 and smile. No, there are, there are some nitty-gritty moments when, when the elect of God have got to understand that if we don't do it, it ain't going to get done. And you can't talk about if God be for us and don't do anything. You can't keep saying all things are possible and don't do anything. You can't keep asking God to open up the windows of heaven and pull you out of blessing. And all you're trying to do is build up your savings account so you can retire someday. How do you retire when you ain't work yet? You got to work while you have the light of day. You got to understand to whom much is given, much is required. And all of us have got to get ourselves together so that God can be glorified. This is a serious hour in the lives of our people. And if we miss this midnight, when will we rise again? I know that this ain't popular preaching, but, but I'm sure that you that are chosen and consecrated and comforted by God ought to know better. We've come this far by faith. But where's your faith when you got no fight? Where, where's your faith when you watch your brothers and sisters suffer and you just lock your door and roll up your window and go the other way? Nobody should be hungry now. Nobody should be homeless now. And listen, let me help you. If you won't put your tithe and offerings together, how can we take care of God's people? 
The church has always been the first place. We, listen, social programs were not really made for us. They accuse us of being the biggest borrowers and the biggest siphoners. But the truth be known, do your history. Fact check it. White America gets more from social programs than black America ever will. And you know why I know? Because if only Negroes were getting it, they'd have cut it off a long time ago. Somebody ought to hear me preaching up here. you got to come together as a people if my people who are called by my name you got to pray about this you got to get involved in this because all of us either we live together or we die separately he said listen we we got we we got a case here but there's an assignment on us i'm convinced i'll leave i'm convinced this is our moment. And if we let this get by, what shall we say about these things? When I was a young fella, Kenny, you about to ready to go? I'm tired. When I was a young fella, my, my elders told me that if I don't fight for myself, nobody else will. They, they told me that Every day that I let that little bully take my lunch money, not, not that it happened now, I'm just trying to help some of y'all, but, but they told me that, 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 that you got to learn how to fight for yourself. And then they told me also that you got to fight for blood. In other words, if something happened in our family, we, we come together, and, and, and that is that is. That's our heritage. If there is something, Sandra, we could always depend on is that we would rally to the cause. Have you ever wondered how so many people showed up at the Edmund Pettus Bridge? We didn't own buses. We didn't own airplanes. But we got there. The call went out. And we got there. You wonder how so many people showed up that didn't live in Chicago to walk with those garbage men? Because we got there. You want to know how they ended up down there standing on the steps of the Capitol in Alabama? Because we got there. You want to know how we made sure that those little kids got to school the first day? When Brown versus the Board of Ed, you, you want to know why so many black folk were there? We got there. And now, we don't want to get there. We have decided that that's not my fight. But yes, it is. I, I, was, I was marveling when they were saying, say his name. And I thought to myself, I wonder how many of those people never met George Floyd. I wonder how many of those people never met Breonna Taylor. Wonder how many people never been to South Georgia. I've, I've been through Brunswick so many times, and, and listen, I'm telling you now, uh, uh, I grew up down that way, and and we knew Brunswick was always bad. Amen. Uh, I, I I I will never forget. I, I had to ride a Greyhound one time. My car broke down. I was stationed at Fort Stewart, Georgia, right there in Savannah. Rode the bus, and when they got to Brunswick, the driver said, "We're gonna take a 30-minute break." I said, "You take the break." Then right here. But but I, I wonder where will we find our troubling moments and get involved? He says, you know, the interesting thing is that God gives us an insightful incentive. You got to do that in preaching, put things like that out there. Because if you read the if you read verse 32. God shows us that, that, that he's even offered his own son. And he said, listen, if, if I would put my boy out there, but I'm going to take care of him, what's your fee? I, I think the question is, shall we continue to allow those who oppose us, oppress us and ostracize us to continue in their sin so that grace might abound? See, that's biblical principle. I wonder, shall we take encouragement 
through songs and, and strength and solidarity. Because that's what we did. But Jess, it's a new age now. And, and I'm going because our songs are different now. Our strength is different now. And our solidarity ought to be the same. Y'all didn't see it coming, did you? Can, can I do it like I want to? Our songs, my, my, my song is Marvin's song. When Marvin said, what's, what's going on? Brothers, we don't need to escalate. That, that's my song. My, my solidarity is to raise my fist like Malcolm and say by any means necessary. But my solidarity is the same one like my grandma had. My solidarity is to do like Mary did, to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear what the Lord shall say. God is my fortress. God is my battle axe. I'm learning now how to use it in a different way. We talk about freedom. God is our freedom. Paul tells the church at Rome, he said, listen, you've got to understand that since you've been united with God, you're going to learn how to do things in a different way. Come on, talk to me. He said, listen, you, you don't have to worry about losing your life when you know you're going to be raised to life. Say amen, somebody. I, I'm, getting to the I'm getting to the gospel now. So you can help me along here. You might not like the radical, but I'm going to get to the gospel. I told myself I'm going to close with the gospel so that folk can't say, well, he just talked all that crazy talk. No, no, I'm getting to the gospel now because what Paul says inspired me. He writes to the church at Rome and says, listen, you've got to understand that freedom in Christ Jesus is more than a concept. It's a consecrated guarantee. It's an assurance more than a constitutional amendment that God will do just what he said. Look at your neighbor and ask him, do you trust in the Lord? Paul reminds us, he said, listen, there is that old song that we used to sing that says, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And he talked about a foretaste of glory divine. But I hear him now. I like that. He says, he said, listen, please understand that you have an assurity from God that even if you fight and go down, that there shall come a day I'll raise you up. You know the dead in Christ will rise. Y'all should have shouted right there. Freedom in Christ Jesus and the history of humanity has found that it cannot be trusted to the muddled minds and mismanagement of men because what men call freedom has limitations to it. But I heard my gospel say, I heard John say, Vicky, whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. Look at your name and say, I got mine. I, I got mine because in the backdrop of humanity, in the backdrop of history and heritage, there is the thing called the holiness of God. God said, I'll never leave you and I won't forsake you. I've been still holding on because I trust in the Lord with all my heart. He reminds us that we were created in his image and likeness. Look at your name and say, neighbor, you look like kinfolk. You look like somebody I ought to care for. You look like somebody I ought to watch out for. You look like somebody who will walk with me. You look like somebody to break bread with me. On a break bread Sunday, you look like somebody that I know is going to get my back, that's going to cover my sides and walk in the front. You know what David said? He said all sides are covered. He walks with me. He talks with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Look at your name and say, I got this. Because the God I serve is more than anything. He's my everything. When God wakes us up every morning, he's reminding us that it ain't over yet. When God lays us down to sleep, he reminds us that it's rest time. Look at your name and say, neighbor, trust him one more time. Rise up one more time. Gird up one more time because God is for us. Long may be the night. Dark may be the night. But God is still for us. Am I right about him? He says, please don't break ranks. Don't give up too early. Keep pressing on the upward way. New heights you're gaining every day. Look at your name and say, I'm not tired yet. I'm not giving up yet. I trust God that he's going to bring me up, he's going to bring me out, and set me free. 
Listen to me, beloved of God. This is our moment. It's our season to be blessed. We're waiting on promises and we'll pass our test. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, come on and go with me. Come on and stand with me. We serve a mighty God. Can I talk like I want him? What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Ain't God all right? Won't God do it? After all I've been through, after all I've cried, after all I've suffered, after all I lost, I'm still a conqueror. I'm still my daddy's favorite child. I'm still born of the king. I've still got glory. I've still got peace. I've still got joy. Won't God give you joy? Anybody got joy? Anybody got joy? Throw your head back and say, they will not steal my joy. This joy that I have, they didn't give it to me. She didn't give it to me. Trump didn't give it to me. McConnell didn't give it to me. The joy that I have is the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm still there. I've been supplicated by strength. All you've done, I'm still here. After all you've done, I'm still a winner. For I'm more than a conqueror. In order to be a conqueror, I've said this before, Deacon McKenzie, you, you can't be a conqueror riding the bench. You've got to get in the fray. And let me say this. I put this note in here. And I, I put a little asterisk by it, Kenny, because I know I'd get in trouble. But black man, shame on you for sitting on your do-nothing. Black man, black man, be a man. It, 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 don't, it don't say nothing if all you can do is pimp it. But you can't participate in it. It don't say nothing. If all you do is flash and pose, we need our brothers. I, I watched the other day, and, and I, I, I kind of kept pausing the screen. I'm saying to myself, look at all them sisters. Look at all those sisters. I'm not saying the brothers wasn't there. I'm not, I'm not saying what I'm saying. Black man, get in the front. Come on, wake up, sleeper. Our daughters, our wives, our mothers. Black man, you ain't got to steal. You ain't got to rob. Get educated. Get a job, any job. Look like a man. Do man things. Come on, bro. For all of us are still our brother's keeper. I just thought it would make sense to remind us that after all of it, you're still a conqueror. You, you, you're not defeated. It ain't over yet. It's not over till God comes. Now, some of us, I'm, I'm done. Some of us have rehearsed this one all our life. And so I want to give it to you one more time. It, it's been with us. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever. Come on, say it if you know it. You know it. Whosoever. There you go. You've been rehearsing it all your life. And I want you to remember that you got to say something about these things. But just keep remembering. If God be for us, 
Now, let me, let me, I put this note here too. I said this would end it for me. This is not black hate speech. This will work in any church, in any color, any ethnicity, any community, because right is right. I'm, this ain't no black Bible. This is the Holy Bible. And that's why I kept it open. That's why I made sure I, 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 I called some stuff from this book because I, I don't know who writing some of them speeches for certain parties. But I ain't seen none of them open this book yet. And until you open this book, too much of what you say don't really reflect well on me. God love all of us. Here's the issue, and I put it here, Wanda. I put it here. God love all of us. You know what the problem is? All of us don't love all of us. Y'all, okay, y'all missed that. We we have we so Scott. We have said for I don't know how many years that the most segregated hour in America is the 11 o'clock hour. Okay? Now let me say it again. God love all of us. The problem is all of us don't love all of us. And until we learn to love everybody, ain't no white heaven. Ain't no black heaven. Ain't no Latino heaven, there's no gay heaven, there's no straight heaven. They're just heaven. You read your Bible, didn't you? He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am. Now, here's what you need to understand. If, if, if we're going to be where he is, we're going to be like him. And, and there's not a verse in this scripture that says that has anything to do with ethnicity. We got to get along with them, one another. But right is right. And so we got to hold folk accountable for right. So if you want to tell us about history and heritage, you, you better tell us about the hate. But don't, don't, don't leave that part out. I thought about that statue that they keep showing of Teddy Roosevelt on that big steed of a horse. And I said to myself, it's, it's poetic justice like Janet Jackson. You got an Indian whose land you stole, and you got a black man from a land you stole. You stole us from a land, and you stole their land, and you sitting up on a big, fine horse. That need to come down. That ain't nothing we want to celebrate. There's some shame in all of this. Amen. But it it, it gave me, and, and, and this was the last note I put here, it, it, it gave me what I heard my grandmama and them and them other old lady and them singing. And this is where I found my peace. I, I found my intimate investment from the God who loves me. That I'm going to hold to his hand, to God's unchanging hand. That, that, that's, that's all I, listen, 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 we're going. I, I think that being a conqueror requires good training, good temperament, and a sense of triumph. Wanda, Vicki, y'all could use that. Good, good training, good temperament, and a sense. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to win. And I really believe that in, in, in November, some things may change, but that's not going to end this season. Joe Biden can't save us. Only Jesus saves. We need to get back to God. And trust God. And I think that if any of us going to come through this, 
like Job said, you're going to have to have a conqueror's spirit. I'm looking at this church today, and I've got about seven, eight brothers in here. And sisters, I don't know in, in uh, Montel, Joe, and the Spirit, if you got a man, but if you got one, would you get to him today? Would you tell him, I need you, black man? Tell him, don't go out there and do nothing silly. Because they, they don't mind putting us away. But we need to come together. Pray for your sons, your husband, your boyfriend, your boo, whatever you got. But we need our brothers. And encourage the brothers. When you see them, you know, we got a thing, Anderson and I, military, other military folk might be here, where they like to say, thank you for your service. I think we ought to start saying that to the black man. But make sure he's doing something. You know, you know, kind of encourage him and say, man, I, I thank you for being the black man that you are. Amen. And so I'm, I'm going on about my business. I just want to help you understand that the pledge of possibilities are there. Don't stop fighting to be a conqueror. And don't let what's happening in this struggle shut you down. You still have value. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. I told Satan, you remember that song. So we got that. Father, we thank you today. for giving us an opportunity to look in and then go out. We're still conquerors. The message is muddled. The movement has been maligned. People are frustrated. Our sons and our daughters are at their wits' end. So some things have been done that may be a little over the top. So we need good leadership. We need our brothers to stand in the front. An old song we would sing in the church say, we've got to hold up the blood-stained banner. We've got to hold it up, though we may die. This is not a suicide mission. This is about the salvation of humankind. A saved people are just that, a saved people. So God, use us because we're conquerors. We can do all things. Nothing is impossible. So help us in our assignment. Trust in the Lord requires integrity, insight, and understanding. God, this is your people. And we're calling because we know that you will hear and answer our prayer. We're asking for the forgiveness of our sins. Asking for your mercy, your tender compassion, and the overabundance of your grace. Lord, where we have wronged one another or anyone, forgive us. And let us restore unto those based on our capability to do so. Let us get our olive branch. Let us seek forgiveness and be willing to forgive. But Lord, we are going to need your help. As Grandma and them would say, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need you now. And how silly it may seem because we recognize that you never left us. You never let us down. We just need to walk back to where we walked away from. Like that prodigal son, we're, we're going to come home again. 
and bring honor to our Father. Lord, help us. We are your people. Touch the hearts of those who would oppress us, those who would bondage us. Help us to fight the good fight, to hold fast to the profession of our faith. Bless the church. Every one of your churches that still lift up your name, identify as the house of God, not based on denomination, not based on our acceptance, but because they're your church. And in all of your churches are all of your people. Pentecostal, apostolic, Christian fellowship, whatever. If they call your name, we're all in this together. And so God bless your church. And let it again be the receivership of divine things. When we come in and go out, let us be different. Save somebody today young man and young woman don't let them forget that they've come through the bloodline of warriors we may never make the hall of fame or anybody's roster of great achievements but it's the man down the street and the man around the corner this guy up yonder and the guy back over there that all have done their little part, role models and mentors, men who grabbed us by the back of our britches and told us, son, go home, get on from over here. And we've had some great sisters as well that helped us to dot our I's and cross our T's. We're neighborhoods of warriors, champions. And so let us not look down on anyone but let's be encouraged and lift up everyone. I am my brother's keeper. And I'm honored to have that role. Lord, help us. If God be for us, hear our prayer. Redeemed of the Lord, said together, amen, amen, and amen. Those of the Christian church are open for Christian discipleship. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to come. I want you to understand something. I, I, the Holy Ghost is just telling me this. I'm going to say this. Some of you.